Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the Word. God bless you. Okay, listen. Before I start what I have written down for you that God gave me, there's someone in here, God spoke to me about you last night, that you've been very worried about losing your eyesight. And I don't know who that is, maybe it's more than one of you, but God wants me to tell you, He's healing your eyes. You're not gonna lose your eyesight. Okay? Good, yay. Thank you, Lord. So tonight we're going to go on an adventure with Jesus. You guys can be seated. Thank you. Um, You know, with so much uncertainty around us, you know, we feel the pressure and the confusion. It's easy to become alarmed and discouraged, fearful, uh, confused, not knowing what to believe sometimes. And uh, it's, it's sometimes hard. And, and even, even among the church, people are feeling depression sometimes. But many can lose hope, and uh, some can just use, lose the joy of living. I believe that we have to return to one of the basics of our faith. And that is to keep our mind and our heart focused on Jesus. This is the one solution that we have available to us all the time, no matter where we are. We put our eyes and our focus and set our affection upon him. He's there. And uh, he's thrilling and wonderful. So I am here to brag on Jesus. So what was he really like in the four gospels? What was he like? What made him famous in his earthly ministry. Why did the crowds follow him? I can't imagine following somebody across whole regions, across lakes, across cities. If you read about him, huge crowds would follow him wherever he went. There was something very remarkable and special about him when he was walking on the earth. He was considered a rabbi, a teacher of his day, But something was so different about him that compelled people to be captivated at his sayings. What were those attributes? He performed astounding miracles wherever he went. He had love, compassion, and I believe a winning smile. And had had great joy. When I accepted Jesus as my savior, it was during the Jesus movement. I'm dating myself, I know that, but I don't care. Uh, (laughs) It was one of the most tremendous moves of God that took place in our country, and guess what? It started in Southern California. When I accepted him, the day I accepted him was actually in Escondido, California, not very far from me. And uh, yeah, and uh, I have to say that moment when I accepted him as my savior, I have never felt so much love and peace touch my heart, 
fill my soul with something so unique and amazing. It was like a bright light just came into me. I, but I'm emphasizing the love. I've never felt love like that. I, I want to just tell you, there is no love any greater than what he has for you. His love abounds beyond any circumstance that you face. Even the colors that day that I left, that junior high school, I left, it was a junior high school, even colors looked brighter and more intense. It was amazing. It was an amazing moment to receive him as Savior and to know such a dramatic moment and change in my life. But then, a couple months later, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Bam! Another powerful change. And after that, I became aware of spiritual things that meant nothing to me before. He became even more real to me. I, I, uh, I felt his presence, the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit. I felt him with me at all times. I felt him changing me. I felt him embracing me and guiding me and empowering me. This is such a moment for all of us to have and to know. And if you've, if you've been sitting on the, front, on the fence about this, tonight is your night. Okay. But I read the Bible every day, and every, every single page of the Bible was an adventure with Jesus. Yeah. I followed him everywhere in the Gospels. I really did. And one of the things that stood out to me was when he was casting out devils. The rest is history. I, <laughs> I said, you know, Lord, this answers a lot of questions about our human condition, about our condition. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. But um, Jesus was and is, can I describe him? Yeah, yeah. He was wonderful. He was magnificent. He was amazing and awesome, powerful, bold, courageous, compassionate, yeah. obedient to the point of death on the cross for you and me. Yeah. What an amazing Savior we have. Yeah, that's right. What an amazing Lord. What an amazing... Uh, example we have and what an amazing person to fix our faith and our heart on we can never fail human beings can fail you at times but Jesus will never fail you I have seen so many powerful things in my walk with the Lord and ministry I've seen healings I've seen miracles. I've seen deliverance from demons. I've seen brokenness restored. I literally became miracle-minded. And this is what the theme is tonight. I want you all to become miracle-minded. You know why? Because we serve a miracle-working God. There is a miracle with your name on it tonight. Okay? So I've been that way ever since. I got to go up in Catherine Coleman meetings. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but there was, I was around these amazing people and it just became normal for me to be around miracles. And, and then, you know, and then at times, you know, I would go into a, maybe a different church atmosphere and they would say things like, well, you charismatics, you just are going after miracles. I go, yeah. I mean, hello, I mean. 
So I'm going to just go over some of the miracles that Jesus did real quick, okay? So, uh, so let me just really, let me pray real quick. Lord, I pray that every heart and ear is anointed to hear and receive everything of your word today. I thank you that there is a release of the touch of God upon each one here tonight, a release of the glory of God that touches hearts and lives. And the Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are making Jesus real to people tonight. To understand the ministry of Jesus, you have to believe in the supernatural. Everything about his ministry was supernatural. From the time of his anointing at the baptism, when he came out of the water of the river Jordan, the Holy Spirit came up on him and remained throughout, empowering him in the ministry of supernatural power. He was good and showed the goodness of God. In Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and the Holy Spirit and power and how he went about doing good. And what did that look like? Healing every, every, healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. That's what the goodness of God looks like. Healing, deliverance, restoration, the joy of knowing a, a father that loves you. He fulfilled a prophecy in Isaiah 61, and this describes his ministry to a T. A long time before he was ever born. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God. There is justice with God. To comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion the following, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a disheartened heart or spirit. So they will be called the trees of righteousness, strong, magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing of God. That is what God calls you. You are trees of righteousness. You are strong and magnificent. You are distinguished for integrity. You have justice and right standing with God. There you go. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. That description of the ministry of Jesus probably encapsulates every human condition there could be in many ways. So there's a that is any any of you might be even experiencing this or have experienced this, and he's brought a delightful answer in his in his uh, salvation. So everywhere he went, he revealed the Father and demonstrated the will of the Father and released the culture of his kingdom. 
The culture of his kingdom is life everlasting, forgiveness of sin, healing, wholeness, restoration, and redemption. I am the gate, Jesus said, where whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that they might have life and have it to the fullness. So that life is not just a chronological number of years that you might walk on the earth. That life is the life of God himself that he puts into you when you become his. You become a part of his kingdom, his family. His spirit comes to live inside of you and lives and, and, and lives forever. You have eternal life. You have the answers. You have Jesus with you at all times. So what was the fame of Jesus? In Matthew 4, it says here, he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people, demonstrating and revealing that he was indeed the promised Messiah. So the news about him spread. The news about Jesus spread throughout the region because of his miracles, because he healed everywhere. He delivered every kind of sickness, disease. This is why his fame spread. And this is where the fame will spread in your life when you step into your role of serving Jesus and laying hands on the sick and ministering to people and bringing the message of the gospel. Anyway, those who suffered various diseases and pains, those under the power of demons and epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them all. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, which is 10 cities, and Jerusalem and Judea and the other side of the Jordan. That just probably encapsulates all of Israel. He was everywhere. And people followed him everywhere. Just think about that. I feel that way about him. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, and I will follow him wherever he wants to take me. And, and this, is, this is his message to you. It's not just a message. It is an invitation. The difference between Christianity and what I'm talking to you about in other religions, some religions have ideologies, they have rules, regulations, they have uh, principles to live by. Jesus Christ is an invitation. That invitation is to all of you tonight, come and follow me. He has a plan and purpose for your life above and beyond what you could think or ask. And we need to go there with him. How fun is that? This is a true adventure. I'm telling you, Christianity, being with Jesus is is an adventure of faith. And we've reduced it to just kind of busyness and and duty and all this. Not not all of you, but some of you have. Let that happen. (laughs) He brought the message of the Father's love that destroyed the power of religious tradition. He brought life and life abundant, restoring the brokenness and destruction of Satan's rule over people. He was the manifestation of the kingdom that he revealed. 
healing every kind of sickness and disease and delivering people from the power of evil spirits. This is our culture as believers as well. This is the model of awakened church. This is, should be the model of every believing church in the world. That should be the model. That should be the model for your life. He is the author of life and gave that fullness of life to us. In Deuteronomy 30, 16, it says, Today I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life, death, blessing, and cursing. In other words, we have a choice. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and may love the Lord and your God and listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In John 10, verse 10, the, teeth, the, the thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have that life more abundantly still. He has given us the same authority that he had and empowered us with the same Holy Spirit. We can do his works. We are his body, his feet, his hands. Jesus said, do you, do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not say of my own initiative or authority, but the Father living continually in me does his works, attesting miracles and acts of power. The Father do, did through Jesus miracles and acts of power. So this is why I encourage you to become miracle-minded. This is the attribute of God himself. And throughout the Old and New Testament, you can see that. How amazing is that? He is our superhero. There is none like him. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the very works themselves which you have witnessed. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me will do the things that I do. And he will even do greater things than these. So I'm on that team. Woo, yeah. How is that going to happen? How could that possibly happen? I will ask the Father, said Jesus. And he will give you another comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take it to its heart, it, do, it does not see or know him. But you know him because the Holy Spirit remains with you and continually will be in you. He did all of his works under the power of the Holy Spirit. So we want to have that intimacy with the Father that we understand that he comes to live inside of us. He's empowering us and filling us with the Holy Spirit, making our adventure even deeper and greater that we're able to do the powerful works that he did. What are some of his miracles? He gave supernatural provision. He turned water into the best wine at a wedding. He caused the fisherman's net to be filled with fish overflowing. He gives supernatural solutions in business. I don't know if you ever caught that. But when the fisherman 
were discouraged because every, all their effort, what they were doing to catch fish, they had caught none. Jesus comes up and says, here, do it this way. He gave them a solution and they had more than enough fish, more than enough, overabundant. Jesus gives solutions in business. Okay. He healed the sick everywhere. He interrupted a funeral to raise the dead. I mean, you know, really, uh, the truth is Jesus created a ruckus wherever he went. (laughs) He opened blind eyes. He gave new limbs. He fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish and 12 baskets left over. He is the God of more than enough. Okay? And another thing that this is my tithe message that I've lived by and been inspired by. Every time I give in a tithe or offering, I give it unto Jesus because I know he will take it and multiply it. And all you have to do is look at those two stories about him feeding the 5,000 with many much left over and the 4,000 with seven baskets full. He is the God of more than enough and brings increase. That, that is the truth. That is my tithe message that I live by. Every time I give to Jesus, I go, Jesus, I know when I give this to you, you're going to multiply it. Right. He paid, he paid uh, the temple tax with a coin from the fish's mouth. He spoke in authority to forgive sins, commands, storms, trees, mountains, sicknesses, demons, and they all obeyed him. He spoke to mountains and they obeyed him. He gave us that commission to do his works and represent him in power. Whenever the elite came to challenge him, which was often the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and some call it the wouldn't seize and the couldn't seize. (laughs) That's not my original. I know a lot of you caught me on that. (laughs) But listen to this. He exposed their lies their hypocrisies. He was like a laser that cut through their motives. He did all of that. And let me give you some examples of how Jesus handled this, okay? I'm, this is, I love this part. He said, you're unable to hear what I say, he said to them. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him when he lies... He speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Here's another one. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. He says this to them, okay? Then he says, you brood of vipers. How How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the heart. Here's another one. I love this one. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Now, mind you, these were the political, religious elite of the day, okay? You are clean. You clean the outside of of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of robbery and self-indulgence. So you too outwardly appear righteous, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawless. He cut them to the quick with the truth. He was the spirit of truth personified, and he called it out, and he didn't do it nice. And you know what? He would have been banned on Twitter. (laughs) 
just like me, I was banned on Twitter. I was. I'm almost done, you guys. I just have a a couple minutes. Even in the midst of great hostility and a gathering of accusers that were seeking to undermine and destroy him, and, and he was present to heal. Listen to this. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal him. I want you to, I want to emphasize he was surrounded by hostility, by undermining, by accusation, by attempts to destroy. He was surrounded by that, and he was still present to heal. Therefore, I can easily say Jesus heals on the battlefield. He is still the same today as he was then. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Jesus that I have pulled some scriptures out to describe to you is present here. He hasn't changed. He is your Lord, your Savior. He's the one that loves you. And I just believe there is a touch of God upon this place for healing, for those of you that maybe have you've been sitting on the fence about accepting Jesus as your Savior, I just want anyone that you feel like God's touch is upon your life and you want to accept and follow Jesus, and maybe you want to have a refresher of following him, I want you to raise your hand. Any of you that feel like you are wanting to have a fresh touch of God, and there's also that he is present to heal. So any of you that need healing, I want you to be able to come to our ministry team and I want you to come and receive healing because he healed them all. And you can believe and receive what God is, has done, what he's, what he's shown himself strong to do. Any of you that didn't raise your hand that you wanna come privately and talk to someone, please come to one of our pastors. We want you, we'll pray with you. We want you to know it's not just a matter of accepting him as savior. It's a matter of learning to live with Him and walk with Him and know Him. It's the most wonderful thing that could ever happen to anyone. And so I'm just so glad that you are here and that you listen to this. So I'm going to end this now, but I want to invite forward forward those of you that want to come and receive a touch from God, a, a healing, whatever you might need. We're here to help you. And God loves you and His power is present to heal. I'm going to say that again. His power is present to save and heal. Okay? If, if, you, if you will allow me one more minute, just in case, I'm going to say the salvation prayer, and I want you guys to repeat it after me. Okay? Lord Jesus, I believe that you are my Lord and Savior. I give you my heart and life. I repent of sin and receive what you did on the cross for me. Thank you for changing me inside and out. Thank you for healing me. I will put my faith and trust in you throughout my life. Fill me overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And fire. And fire. Come on. 
Thank you. I am now your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.